class. Class of class. Yes, sir. Yes. All right, folks. Welcome back to Bourbon and. Oh, box wine. <laughs> How much eggnog have you had over there, Anderson? I was pre-reading my story. <laughs> okay, so this is the fourth night of Halloween. All right. Come on, you little ghouls and goblins and gremlins and demons. Gather around. It's time for the babysitter. It was nine o'clock in the evening. Everybody was sitting on the couch in front of the TV. There were Richard, Brian, Ginny, and Doreen, the babysitter. The telephone rang. Maybe it's your mother, said Doreen. She picked up the phone. Before she could say a word, a man laughed hysterically and hung up. Who was it? asked Richard. Some nut, said Doreen. What did I miss? At 9.30, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. It was the man who had called before. I'll be there soon, he said, and he laughed and hung up. Who was it? The children asked. Some crazy person, she said. About 10 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Jenny got to it first. Hello, she said. It was the same man. One more hour, he said, and he laughed and hung up. He said one more hour. What did he mean? Asked Jenny. Don't worry, said Doreen. It's somebody fooling around. Well, I'm scared, said Jenny. About 10.30, the telephone rang once more. When Doreen picked it up, the man said, Pretty soon now. And he laughed. Why are you doing this? Doreen screamed, and he hung up. Was it that guy again? Asked Brian. Yes, said Doreen. I'm going to call the operator and complain. The operator told her to call back if it happened again and she would try to trace the call. At 11 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. Very soon now, the man said, and he laughed and hung up. Doreen called the operator. Almost at once, she called back. That person is calling from a telephone upstairs, she said. You'd better leave. I'll get the police. Just then, a door upstairs opened. A man they had never seen before started down the stairs toward them. As they ran from the house, he was smiling in a very strange way. A few minutes later, the police found him there and arrested him. They made a movie about that. When a stranger calls. When a stranger calls. Oh, my. Terrifying. Gosh. Especially with that actress. I don't know her name, but mm -hmm. the big old eyes of hers. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. All right, Anderson. Take it away. What you got for us? I have Sam's new pet. Sam stayed with his grandmother when his parents went on a vacation to Mexico. We're going to bring you back something nice, his mother told him. It'll be a surprise. Before they came home, Sam's parents looked for something Sam would like. 
All they could find was a beautiful sombrero. It cost too much. But that afternoon, while they were eating their lunch in the park, they decided to buy the sombrero after all. Sam's father threw what was left of their sandwiches to some stray dogs, and they walked back to the marketplace. One of the animals followed them. It was a small, gray creature with short hair, short legs, and a long tail. Wherever they went, it went. Isn't he cute, Sam's mother said. He must be one of those Mexican hairless dogs. Sam would love him. He's probably somebody's pet, Sam's father said. They asked several people if they knew who its owners were, but no one did. They just smiled and shrugged their shoulders. Finally, Sam's mother said, Maybe he's just a stray. Let's take him home with us. We can give him a good home, and Sam will love him. It's against the law to take a pet across the border, but Sam's parents hid the animal in a box, and no one saw it. When they got home, they showed it to Sam. He's a pretty small dog, said Sam. He's a Mexican dog, his father said. I'm not sure what kind. I think it's called a Mexican hairless. We'll find out, but he's nice, isn't he? They gave the new pet some dog food. Then they washed it and brushed it and combed its fur. That night, it slept on Sam's bed. When Sam awakened the next morning, his pet was still there. Mother, he called, the dog has a cold. The animal's eyes were running, and there was something white around its mouth. Later that morning, Sam's mother took it to a veterinarian. Where did you get him, the vet asked. In Mexico, she said. It's one of those Mexican hairless dogs. I was going to ask you about him later. He's not a Mexican hairless dog, the vet said. He's a sewer rat, and he has rabies. Dum, dum, dum. <clears throat> Ooh, those good old urban legends. Yeah. We got one more for you, folks. This one is titled, High Beams. The girl driving the old blue sedan was a senior at the high school. She lived on a farm about eight miles away and used the car to drive back and forth. She had driven into town that night to see a basketball game. Now she was on her way home. As she pulled away from the school, she noticed a red pickup truck follow her out of the parking lot. A few minutes later, the truck was still behind her. I guess we're going in the same direction, she thought. She began to watch the truck in a mirror. When she changed her speed, the driver of the truck changed his speed. When she passed a car, so did he. Then he turned on his high beams, flooding her car with light. He left them on for almost a minute. He probably wants to pass me, she thought, but she was becoming uneasy. Usually, she drove home over a back road. Not too many people went that way, but when she turned onto that road, so did that truck. I got to get away from him, she thought, and she began to drive faster. Then, he turned his high beams on again. After a minute, he turned them off. Then he turned them on again and off again. She drove even faster, but the truck driver stayed right behind her. Then he turned his high beams on again. Once more, her car was ablaze with light. What is he doing, she wondered. What does he want? Then she turned them off again. A minute later, he had them on again and he left them on. 
At last, she pulled into her driveway, and the truck pulled in right behind her. She jumped from the car and ran to the house. Call the police! She screamed at her father. Out in the driveway, she could see the driver of the truck. He had a gun in his hand. When the police arrived, they started to arrest him, but he pointed to the girl's car. You don't want me, he said. You want him. Crouched behind the driver's seat, there was a man with a knife. As the driver of the truck explained it, the man slipped into the girl's car just before she left the school. He saw it happen, but there was no way he could stop it. He thought about getting the police, but he was afraid to leave her, so he followed her car. Each time the man in the back seat reached up to overpower her, the driver of the truck turned on his high beams. Then the man dropped down, afraid that someone might see him. Yes, Iris, did you like that one? Oh, that's another good urban legend. Folks, always, always check the back seat before you get in. Speaking of high beams, when someone passes you with the lights off, what do you do or not do, Anderson, at you night? You do not flick your lights. You do not flick the lights because they'll come around and follow you. You remember that fantastic movie called Urban Legend? Did you watch it? Yep. Where the, it's Naomi, what's her name, the actress at the end, she comes in, she goes, ding, ding, ding. And it's that fantastic, fun lady. She plays the cop, the security cop on campus. Mm -hmm. Man, let's go watch that movie. You want to? Mm -hmm. Let's go watch it tonight. Good. 